0: Hello friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 169, News. I am Tom, not Pete, and joining me tonight is Matt. What is up, everybody? I think at this point we are just now two guys who want to make sure that uh, we make the most of your Disney World vacation. So, put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears. Lower your safety harness. Remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop. And men, let's do Disney. And before you interrupt me, yes, I did lose my line. I was I was kind of like an actor in a play line. Line. But I, I had to uh, navigate. Because I kind of went off script.
1: You went off script. And I think you were trying to find your spot again. And um, it was great. Whatever you did there, that was
0: great. Well, so. Before we get into the episode, we are going to talk about news. I know it feels like every episode we do now is news, but there's a lot going on at Disney World, and uh, we're, we're doing just a couple episode episodes uh, of these episodes a month, so uh, that's obviously what we're going to hit on. But Matt, you said you did not... You weren't on the last episode, right? Yeah, I was on the last episode. Please tell the listeners exactly what you said to me when I mentioned the last episode. So... um. Tom mentioned that um, he talked to somebody
1: who listened to the podcast and um, just like brought it up to him. And um, I told him, yeah, I wasn't on that podcast. He was like, yeah, I know. And I was like, well, I didn't hear what you and Pete were talking about um, because when I realized I wasn't on the episode, I turned
0: the podcast off. So that's my favorite. My favorite thing about that is that you listen to all the episodes that you're on. So we record them, they get released, and you listen. But if you hear in the intro that you're not on it, you skip it entirely.
1: It, that's just how it worked this week. Usually, you know, I want to hear what you and Pete are talking about if I'm not on. And and thankfully, that's, that's less frequent than it used to be. But in all honesty, it's just a thing, man. Like, I had a couple other podcasts to listen to. I play a lot of fantasy football. I only had a limited amount of time. And I just said, look,
0: I can't give myself advice. So why do I need to listen? If we could get a worse endorsement than this, you just told me you listened to Lou Mangello's podcast, right? Love Lou Manjela's podcast. Listen to it every week. So you listen to other Disney podcasts, not our own. i If, if I'm on the podcast,
1: I'll listen to it. and, and 90 90 percent of the time I listen to it, even if I'm not on here. It was just funny. Tom's just he's making it he's taking a jab at me because I, I
0: admitted that I did not listen to the last episode. So we have hundred and sixty nine episodes. You've probably been on what sixty of them i've probably I've been on over over 75 over
1: 100, maybe. So you've missed so much content. I should go back and do a re-listen. I should just start from number, from number one and then you know when I miss those thirty-ish episodes in the middle, and then you know also I think I, sometimes I don't listen to them when I'm not on them because I wasn't told y'all were podcasting, so if I wasn't told you were podcasting and wasn't able to podcast. I'm not going to listen to something I wasn't included for. I mean that
0: that is the wildest like fib that's going on in the podcast world that we don't tell you when we're podcasting. Anyway, people don't want to hear about me and if I listen to the podcast or not. Um, like Tom said, we got a ton of news today. So I'm excited for that. Um well, well hold and, on. My favorite thing is that you just want me to get to the news so you can watch whatever's going on in the NFL. We have the same screen on in opposite places. Uh but yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, i I I love fantasy football. I'm in a I'm in a dog fight right now. It's actually a rock fight.
1: Neither team is is playing very well. We're not we're not doing so hot. So I need every bit of points that Tom Brady can muster right now, or I'm gonna I got well I, I do have Tom Brady and Mike Evans. So if we could get uh, Tom Brady to Mike Evans' touchdown before this podcast ends, you'll probably hear me give out an audible. Woo! Yep! <laughs> Let's go! So but anyway.
0: Should, should we do a Men Do Fantasy Football episode? I mean, does that... Maybe the Patreon. Maybe that's what the people want to hear.
1: Well, honestly, um, some folks here... I don't know if y'all remember this, but I think two years ago, I actually did a solo podcast that I only released to my fantasy football league, where I just talked junk and... Had a good time previewing weeks, recapping weeks, and I mean it was a lot of work that went into it. I mean it was two episodes a week, and it was just me by myself, and each episode was like fifteen to twenty minutes. So, I mean, if you want to get in the fantasy football arena with podcasts, I'll just let you know it's a it's a competitive market.
0: Well, um, all podcasts are now competitive. We there are a lot of great Disney podcasts and and great fantasy podcasts, and whatever else you listen to. My wife likes the true crime stuff, so I have listened to those. I recently, Up and Vanish Season 3 came out, so we've been listening to that. But um, there's a lot of Disney news. I'm going to cover most of it, and we're going to get Matt's comments regarding the news. But before we do that, let's take a moment and hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers.
2: So your family is coming to Orlando, and the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun but you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, A Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today.
0: Alrighty, so let's catch up on some news. I'm, it's, it's not going to be organized by park. It's going to be kind of all over the board. I just took notes. I've been, ta- I've been capturing news, and it's just going to be, we're going to bounce around everywhere. Tom's goal here is to make you feel like you're on Disney transportation.
1: You're park hopping, you're moving around, you're maximizing your vacation. So let's go, Tom. Where's the news start?
0: So we're going to start Magic Kingdom, Disney's very merriest after-hours event. Notice the language, after-hours, not... Mickey's Very Merry Christmas, has sold out for two nights next month. So I say next month because we are actually recording on Halloween. However, it has sold out on November 9th and 11th. They are the two least expensive nights available, priced at 169 The other nights past this, I believe, are between 189 and 249 So this is an after-hours event. As you all know, our after hours event, which would have been Boo to You, we ended up not attending. Disney gave us a refund. I I'm hoping this is better. I know our night would have been awful because of all the weather and closures, but everyone who went to Boo to You probably, I mean, kind of complained that there just wasn't enough time for the cavalcades, the treats, and the attractions. My hope is very merriest the Disney very merriest after hours event. Is maybe maybe better? I don't know. I I I will not be attending this in November when I when I go. But I did want to make note that two nights have already sold out, and obviously they were the cheapest nights.
1: What's the price tag on that?
0: Yeah. So the the night that sold out was one sixty nine plus tax. All other nights range between one eighty nine and two forty nine plus tax.
1: It's an expensive evening. That's very expensive.
0: It is. And you don't have to have a park ticket to attend this. You just have to have a extra hours or after hours ticket. So, I mean, I could see where a family, I don't want to say a family of four, because that's, you know, depending on the day, that's a that's thousand plus dollars a night to go to this. But yeah, it's expensive. Disney has definitely ratcheted up the price on these types of events. And... I do think attendance is low. I do think you have the opportunity to ride a lot of attractions, but you're not going to get the character meet and greets that you're accustomed to. You're not going to you know, be up close and personal. It'll be more uh, kind of character visits is the way I word it, right, where they have a distanced area between you and the character. So uh, that is the first bit of news, and again, that is uh, in Magic Kingdom. Second bit of news, which I think is significant, Single night hotel stays are unavailable at Walt Disney World through early December. This says something to me where the local, that Disney is not trying to attract locals.
1: Disney is trying to
0: attract
1: multi, multi night stays. They're trying to make sure that when you come to Disney, they're making it, especially when you're from out of town and you might just go to the Disney website and book a, You know, book a trip. They're showing you the savings by staying extra nights. They're trying to encourage you to be in their parks more, which makes perfect business sense. I love it. Um, But yeah, I mean, when's the last time that you wanted to go book a trip at Disney and just stay one night on property though? I mean, normally if I'm staying one night, I'm going to stay off property and pop in if I'm able to. And and like I said, I've never actually done this. So So I say when I would do this, that was a lie. But when you've been around there, Tom.
0: I look at it like this. So it, this is uh, they're unavailable until December fifth. I think Disney is expecting high crowds in the month of November, and they want to have hotel inventory for the people coming from out of town who typically spend more money. I mean, even as an annual pass holder, uh, as much money as Disney made when we bought that that pass, I don't go in the park and buy souvenirs. The locals that maybe want to stop by for one night maybe do. Uh, drinking around the world or a late night in Magic Kingdom and grab a hotel, they're not going to buy souvenirs. They're, they're just going to come enjoy the park. They may even bring food from home. I think Disney's trying to maximize their hotel availability for people coming from out of town during Thanksgiving.
1: It'll be interesting to see if this, this continues on through Christmas and into the new year. And I mean, past that, you know, you're going to get to this the time of the year when there aren't the holidays that we're talking about, like Tom's talking about Thanksgiving trips, kids are out of school, Christmas, New Year's, um, and into February. You know, we'll see when Disney really starts to come after the locals again because, trust me, they will when they think they'll make the most money, which
0: is what any business should do. So, yeah, I love it. All right, so we've talked about this a lot on the Patreon. I know Matt has been a part of most of those episodes, I think, if not all, but. Uh, Genie Plus has launched. It launched a few weeks ago, as of this recording. And if if you want to hear some of our comments on it, please subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, in general, I don't know if it's been super well received. I mean, there's obviously Genie, which is a free service. Genie Plus, which is fifteen dollars per day per person plus tax, and then there are individual Lightning Lane attractions that do are not included with Genie Plus that you actually have to pay additional for. So As an example, Rise of Resistance this week has been $15 plus tax per person to ride the attraction. You don't have to buy Genie Plus to get access to that, but um, I would say Genie Plus operates very similarly to the Max Pass, which had historically been offered at Disneyland. People loved it in Disneyland, so maybe Genie Plus is for you. So far, I've said this on the Patreon. I i, I again inc- encourage you guys to come listen to us there, but I would say that the only two parks I would consider Genie Plus at is Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. The only park I would probably spend a Lightning Lane individual ticket price is Epcot to ride Remy's Ratatouille. Uh, or yeah, Remy's I, I know Pete would call it the Rat Ride if he were here, but. Uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. I would do that one time, and I would pay the Lightning Lane price if necessary. But that has released and launched. Please update your Disney app, and you will see the details on Genie and Genie Plus.
1: And with that being said, you know we do recommend that you still rope drop um, all the parks that have you know the big rides because it will save you some money there. So that's one thing that we'll do when we're trying to save money. Because I mean, family of four, 60 bucks to ride Rise of the Resistance after you've already paid, you know, close to that for a park ticket. So, yeah, make sure you're, you're doing Rope Drop. If you have any questions about that, make sure to
0: hit us up on our Twitter or email. We'll be happy to walk you through that process. So, bouncing around, now we're going to go to Epcot here. Disney on Broadway series has been confirmed. It'll return to Epcot Festival of Arts in 2022. Essentially, there is a uh, festival of the holidays that, that kicks off, I guess, uh, late November. And then early next year, Disney will bring back its Epcot International Festival of the Arts, uh, January 14th to February 21st. And it looks like their Disney on Broadway concert series will come with that. I, I have not read about any performers that will be announced. I know we've talked about going to Disney in 2022 as a, uh, you know, getting a couple families together. I, I don't know. I don't know what the, what that's going to look like yet, but that's something we'll be monitoring for sure, because that's really exciting. Yeah, I mean we'll have a we'll have a blast. We'll tell you all about it and we know more details. If you are a Disney pass holder, pass holder buzz, now a part of my Disney experience. I used to be a pass holder and I'm kind of jealous. I can't see this. But as a Disney pass holder, there's a app update that has a pass holder buzz section. So in that you have pass holder news, uh, you have new merchandise news and updates, discounts, recipes, behind the scenes articles, and details on renewing passes. In making park reservations. I mean, obviously Disney wants you to renew those passes. Uh, even though I joked at the start of the podcast that that's not where they make their money. They do need, you know, that, uh, ba- that base low type income. And that is Disney pass holders. I, I was part of that. And um, I'm really jealous that I don't get to see the pass holder buzz.
1: I'll be honest. After my last trip to Disney, um, I was flying home solo. It was when I went with you guys on our trip. And, I was very, very close to buying an annual pass just because I know how much fun you had. I know, you know, it's not too difficult to get to Disney where we live. You know, we're, we're only, you know, seven and a half, eight hour drive to get there. And I love Disney so much being there. And I felt like I missed out on so much that I was like, look, I'm going to buy an annual pass for me and my wife. And then she's just locked into going to Disney anytime that <laughs> we have a couple of days off. I
0: was pretty sure you were buying one. I'm actually pretty surprised you didn't.
2: Yeah,
1: we we could have. I mean, I'm really jealous of our buddy who lives in Florida. That lives like a couple hours away from Orlando. And I think how many years in a row has he gotten that past, Tom? I mean, he's two or
0: three. Yeah, it's two, two or three
1: years. But when you live in Orlando, if you're not or not Orlando, but even Florida, if you're, you know, maybe it's a little, you know, what? Even if you're down in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, you're only talking about a three and a half hour drive to get to Orlando. So I mean, Disney did a good job for you know a state like Florida that's so long to, for folks to be able to get get to the park. So. If I lived in Florida, I would definitely get an annual pass, but I just don't know you know, how much vacation, how often I could get there. and I, You know me, Tom. I'd be pretty mad if I went to Disney
0: one time over the course of the next 12 months and only used my annual pass for like four days. I don't think you'd let yourself. I mean, I got to that point where it's like, oh, we'd love to go on a vacation to New York or something. It's like, eh, well, we have annual passes.
1: Well, the big thing for us, the reason I was looking at it is because we're talking about going in February and then... You know, the guys get, it, guys get an Epcot and the men are walking around talking about Disney, enjoying Disney, you know, drinking around the world. And all of a sudden, it seems like a really good idea to go ahead and get the annual pass so we can, you know, do this once a month <laughs> with all of our buddies. But I think, um you know, once I got on the plane and, you know, some of those actually I sat in first class, I was having drinks on the plane. But um <laughs> once, I, once I woke up the next morning, I realized, hey, I really don't want to buy an annual pass.
0: You, uh, you made me eat my yawn with a laugh there uh, when you talked. because you did have a first class flight. You upgraded on purpose.
1: Well, yeah, it was it was a it was a one way flight, and I knew that um, you know just the situation. I was like, look, it's seventy extra dollars to fly first class. It's two different flights, so I wanna I wanna be comfortable after a long weekend in Disney. So yeah, I definitely went that route. It was my first time flying first pass, so I'm not sitting here or first class. I'm not sitting here saying I'm some kind of baller like Tom or Pete. Who fly first
0: class all the time. I don't think I've ever flown first class. But anyway, um, next piece of news. Blizzard Beach will close for refurbishment in December. This is actually typical of water parks at Disney. While December is not as cold as it is other places in the country, it's a good time to uh, to do some, some uh, updates. And while it is Matt's favorite water park, it'll be closed for December.
1: And, you know, I started thinking about that when you mentioned Blizzard Beach. We don't talk about the water parks a lot. Because we don't go. We I don't mean, go. But at the same time, we used to – I mean, we loved Typhoon Lagoon growing up. I mean, I know Pete's talked about it. You've talked about it. I mean, Typhoon Lagoon was actually one of my favorite um, water parks when they had that little snorkel session where you could get in the water. And, you know, there, there's all these rumors, oh, there's glass that's underneath where, like, the, the sharks are. Oh, there's no glass. And, I mean – at that point in my life, I was um, loving to swim, and I would dive down deep, <laughs> try and touch the bottom. I never got to the bottom, so I don't know if the, if the glass is there or not. But no, I mean, it's so much fun to, to go to those water parks, and you're not going to be able to do it in December. But this is, I think this is a friendly episode where we're just talking about enjoy all the things at Disney. Stay, up, stay abreast of the news. Know what's happening so you can plan a really good trip.
0: I've had traumatic experiences with that tank you're referring to. I'm not going to comment on it. I did cry. Uh, I you, don't like if, if, sharks. If,
1: if my memory, if memory serves, you kind of froze in the middle. I did. I did. Where I froze and went straight up and down. You, yep, sure did. You just couldn't make yourself swim any further.
0: You know, you know the story well. Um, you can't go backwards either. So like you can't, I, I was ready to go backwards. Saw the sharks and I'm out. I don't personally swim in the ocean. So uh, yeah, it was uh, an experience we're going to move past. I referenced this in the intro. There are now indoor character sightings. That's what Disney's calling them. I think uh, I kind of look at it more. I don't even say a sighting, but basically there is uh, indoor character meet and greets. Uh, They've been rebranded as sightings. They came to Walt Disney, I think this past week. So we're late October, but guests can interact with characters from a distance, snap a selfie, no hugs, no autographs, no photo pass. Uh, And then there's a full list of where the character sightings are. You know, I as a kid, character meet and greets, autograph autograph books. Honestly, were and and pictures, right? Were were some of my favorite things, but I just I don't know how I feel bad for the kids because I know I loved autograph books. Um, and I hate that this is kind of where Disney's at. I have no idea how long this will last. Obviously, it's a step in the right direction. I don't know when we return to autographed books and hugs with characters. Uh, Some of those Disney moments that you've seen on TV where a little one gets to hug a character are are kind of the best. So we'll see when we return to that. Uh, But that's kind of the state of character meet and greets at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you, Tom. I think
0: that I, I want to get back to character meet and greets as soon as we can. So Candlelight Processional. The dining packages have sold out in two hours. And here's what I'll say. This is a huge event. They have awesome guests. I don't have the list in front of me, but they typically have great speakers. You can still wait standby. So if you didn't get on uh, the dining package, that's okay. You can wait standby and attend the event in the in Epcot, uh, America Pavilion. But el- what else you can do is you could just sit in the America Pavilion and listen. Uh, you don't have to be in the theater per se. It is at the outdoor theater. Uh, you you can kind of stand in the pathway and hear it. I'm not surprised it sold out this quickly. Um, there's always a lot of demand for this, but I did want to pass along that there are other options for you guys to hear and listen to the Candlelight Processional. I think Pete has done this. I personally have not. Matt, I don't think you have. Uh, so if, if this is something that's in, that interests you, it has sold out. Dining packages are, are gone. However, you can uh, you can definitely wait standby, and you can definitely just kind of stand outside of the pavilion and listen. That that's what I, I've heard it before walking, you know, in passing. I just haven't stayed to listen. I got nothing to add there. So New Year's Eve, it's not that far in the future. We're a few weeks away, but the uh, there are some celebrations that are now rumored to return to Walt Disney World. They skipped their New Year's Eve celebrations last year due to COVID-19. It appears at this point guests will be able to ring in the new year in 2022. Magic Kingdom Epcot and Hollywood Studios are all open until midnight due uh, or not due, but from the most recent operating hour update that I saw. I've never done this. I know Pete did it and he said it was miserable in Epcot because he said you could not move. He got kind of locked in. I don't know what Disney's capacity is at. Obviously, they're still doing park reservations. I would have to imagine this type of night draws in 100% of the capacity on a normal year. I have no clue what that looks like this year. There's probably some folks who who would be, you know, hesitant to attend this. So maybe if you're into going to New Year's Eve at Disney, it'll be less crowded than historically. But I did read that it looks like Disney's going to let this roll. Any thoughts from you on that, Matt? I, I, I'm i not a big, like, go out for New Year's Eve guy.
1: I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, I like going out on New Year's, but it's normally just like a, a friend's house for a couple drinks. I mean, norm, normally we're back at the house before the ball even drops, so we're pretty lame. I mean, I, I just can't imagine wanting to fight crowds like this, um, you know, and just not my cup of tea, but I totally get it if it is someone else's.
0: I think I fell asleep last year before the ball dropped. That's what happens when you get old, man. I guess so. Um, Marvel's Eternals, which I think that movie released this week, right? Uh, I think it's November seventh. I don't know why I thought it came out, but there is a preview of that movie in Hollywood Studios now at the Walt Disney Presents attraction. There's that, not that I mean, might be what you're thinking about. No, I'm pretty sure it released and it got, or maybe maybe just uh, reviewers saw it and it got bad reviews. But anyway, if you want to check out a preview, you can do that at Hollywood Studios. Uh, staying with Hollywood Studios, Disney has changed their Lightning Lane purchase policy. So there was an early morning Lightning Lane purchase opportunity, um, but now it is releasing all availability for Lightning Lane individual attractions at 7 a.m. Uh, when only resort guests can make that. So there's really not additional availability post theme park opening. It means that guests who are not staying on site could run the risk of not buying a Lightning Lane, which would skip the line for like Star Wars and and other rides. To me, this is a smart move by Disney because I have always been a proponent of staying off property if you can save the money and still take an advantage of, hey, there's no early morning hours, there's no this, no fast pass, no whatever. Disney's now saying, hey, here's the advantage of staying on property with us. You can book a Lightning Lane individual attraction early.
1: Nothing wrong with that. I mean. it, it kinda goes it kind of goes hand in hand with like extra magic hours and being able to go to the parks early, stay in the parks late. You know, just if you are, you know, somebody that is um staying on property, which like we've talked about on the Patreon. I don't know if we, last time we talked about it here, but we are fully back on board with staying on property in some form or fashion. So just take advantage well, of something like this if you have the opportunity.
0: I look at it like this too. I mean, Disney always gave advantages for Reservation type services when staying on property, and at this point, I think Disney's trying to push people back to their resorts. Um, They're trying to give incentive to doing that. There's probably other steps. There, there are further steps they could take. I don't, I don't know if this pushes the needle, but um, yeah, if if you're someone who is out there and wants to skip the line for Rise of Resistance, the best way to guarantee that would be staying on property and purchasing the Lightning Lane individual attraction pass for your entire family. So that's something to consider uh, on why you would stay on property. There are also extra magic hours in the morning, 30 minutes ahead of park open. And then if you stay in deluxe, I think you get two or three hours post park closing limited attractions. I don't think every attraction is open, but that's another thing that kind of makes you consider do I want to stay uh, stay off proper or stay in deluxe rather and pay the extra, you know, the bang for the buck to get to stay in the parks later? Um, Cali River Rapids over an Animal Kingdom. This week, I believe it is going down for refurbishment. It is a usual December January closure. It will uh, have some. It'll be touched up a little bit rather, and then it will open again. I don't expect anything big here. This is pretty normal for Cali River Rapids. Think about any industry and and any machine. You have to refurbish them. You have to shut them down for a little bit. That's all Cali River Rapids is doing. And think about it. I mean, I don't ride Cali River Rapids when it's warm outside.
1: I think that you see this stuff pop up all the time. And I mean, get ready because once we get through the 50th anniversary, you know, we will see um, Splash Mountain, which, you know, will be down for a significant amount of time. Which, you know, I, the more I think about it, the more I think you will not see Splash Mountain down until Tron opens. I think that they just have to have something to suck people out of the park. And, I mean, if you listen to um, Disney folks, they will not give a firm timetable on when the retheming will occur on Splash Mountain. So, kind of off off subject there. But I think that, so, you know, when you think about the parks and what's happening soon, and you right now, the 50th is everything. So... If you're looking to not go in the 50th, you'll probably see less lines, less crowd. If you want to wait until the 50th celebration is over and Tron comes.
0: I don't know when Tron's going to come. I mean, I have my theories that that attractions are going to open much later. I think Disney is kind of dragging these out. We saw Ratatouille. We saw Space 220 open much later. Space 220 is the new restaurant by Mission Space. I don't know when Tron's going to open. I do know there are other closures coming. Philhar Magic. Uh, to be one, I believe it's closed now through November twelfth. It will have a new digital projection. You're 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 making a.
1: I'm I'm making I'm making a. Hey, look at me. Um, if Philhar Magic changes at all or goes away, I'm never going back to the Magic Kingdom. Just putting that out all there. Right, so,
0: no, I see you have to hear the whole piece of news before you make that statement. It will be closed, and they are installing a new digital projection system. And they will update the film. The film will include the movie Coco, which is a great movie. I think this is all positive. Okay. No comment from you, I uh, see. I'm,
1: I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how they incorporate Coco. Love Coco. It's one of my favorite um, Pixar, or I think that's actually just a Disney movie. There's no Pixar there. Um, yeah, I mean, bring Coco in. But I swear, if my man Donald does not have a featured role... <laughs> And fill our magic when this whole thing comes to a head, you're gonna see an an angry Maddie on the podcast. I'll I will go Pete Scorched Earth getting rid of the great movie ride. I will I will have a lot to say about it.
0: Like kinda like when Pete went Scorched Earth on Disney Transportation.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100 percent And you know what? Like I think it's better. So I'll I'll withhold judgment until the refurbishment, (laughs) the the additions happen and I mean, I think, I think it works out nicely. I mean, Coco's got some memorable songs, some things that, you know, can get the crowd going and um that'll be exciting because there's a lot in Magic that, that gets the crowd
0: going. It pumps up the crowd right now. So we'll see. I don't know what crowd you're speaking to. Hopefully our listeners agree with you. Exhibition Everest, another attraction. A big attraction, honestly, it it makes me reconsider Animal Kingdom for this time frame. But January fourth of twenty twenty two to April of twenty twenty two, big refurbishment. I do not think the Yeti is going to get fixed. There are rumors out there. That's what Disney's doing. I think that would take much longer. You'd actually have to take the entire attraction apart to do that. Uh, so I expect no major changes. Um, there are, again, there are hopes that Yeti is going to get repaired at some point in the past. The Yeti that you see prior to the final drop, I believe, would reach for you. Now they have like a strobe light, which I actually think looks fine. Um, don't think it happens this time around. Animal Kingdom actually can't afford it. They've got a lot of stuff. Obviously, Dino Land is, is in um, kind of a an overload of what are you going to do there. Uh, prim- primeval World is being ripped apart as I speak. So, yeah, that's a big closure. And then um, a couple more. The Disney Skyliner will go down January 23rd to the 28th. That's not a huge refurbishment. I think it's just maintenance-related refurbishment. They cannot afford for that to go down much longer than five days. During this time, though, increased bus service will be available. So the resorts that have Skyliner, you know, think Caribbean Beach, think Pop Century, Art of Animation, uh, Riviera. And if I miss one, I, I'm sorry. Those will have an increased bus service during that time.
1: Cool. Appreciate that the little bit last, of
0: news. Yeah, well, yeah, it's been almost 30 minutes of news here. The last piece of news I have, Walt Disney World Railroad. I have no idea <laughs> when this will open. It's still down. To, to build Tron, they had to remove a lot of the track. There are people that are very frustrated. I closed the beginning of 2019, and there have not been any official updates from Disney. The delay of Tron that, that Matt referenced just a few minutes ago is for sure the reason that this has not happened. We still have construction slowdowns. Disney is targeting a 2022 opening date for Tron. I do not have a lot of faith in that. So uh, It looked like Disney updated their refurbishment calendar, that there will be further delay on the railroad. Your guess is as good as mine. Hopefully 2022. But I have a sneaky feeling it's going to be 2023. Uh, that That's just my personal gut. That is no inside information. Um, so if you're looking to ride the railroad, I would wait for a little bit longer. And th- those kind of
1: things happen. You know,
0: honestly, we'd all
1: appreciate the railroad being open because it does pull people out of the park and takes them on a route that gets them out of my way when I'm Disney non dad walking throughout the parks.
0: Well, oh, I was going to say, if you say Disney dad walking, only Pete can say that. But I will, uh, last piece of news before we get to the secret and trivia. Sorry if this is kind of a bland episode. A lot of news to cover. That's just kind of the, the way of the world at this point. Uh, Disney has released on October 26th, they had a little teaser video on TikTok uh, that the Main Street Electoral Parade will be going to Disneyland. Now the rumors have started roaring that Disney will bring back the Main Street Electrical Parade to Disneyland. Uh, people are saying, come back from the dead again. Disney's video had to be continued with flashes on the screen at the end of the video. There's no official announcement to this point of recording. Here's my hope. I love nighttime parades. I think it it makes a ton of sense for the Disney, Disneyland, Disney World to have them. But give Disney World paint tonight. night. I mean, Disney World has been without a nighttime parade for a number of years at this point. And if you're going to roll out the Main Street Electrical Parade to Disneyland, people are going to riot in Disney World if they don't get something. So, uh, especially with borders getting opened back up, I mean, this is now the time. If Disney really wants to capitalize on the increase in prices, really the decrease in your your customer experience, Bring back a nighttime parade. Give the people what they want in Walt Disney World, especially in the Magic Kingdom. I I really don't care if you get one in any other park. Bring something to Magic Kingdom.
1: You kind of mentioned here, um, talking about having a night parade back at the Magic Kingdom. And one of the strong rumors that were going around leading up to the actual 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World was that... um, at any point, but especially the first night, you were going to see all of a sudden, the main, you're going to see Main Street kind of clear out. People get pushed to the sidewalk. You're going to see like the parade route open, and they were just going to cut the lights and start the parade. And I don't care if it's Spectrum Magic. I don't care if it's Main Street Electrical Light Parade. Um, I don't care what it is, but that would have been an ultimate moment for Walt Disney World. That would have captured every Disney enthusiast's heart, imagination, excitement. And to my knowledge, I believe that either Spectrum... I think Spectrum Magic got shipped overseas, all the, all the parade floats and whatnot. But I believe that they still have the Electric Light Parade on Disney property somewhere. Now, I could be wrong there, and if I'm wrong, please let me know, but... I feel like I've I've heard that they actually have the floats and the parade. And they can they can start the same time they want to. We just haven't seen it yet.
0: Yeah. So electric uh, the um, spectro magic. I don't th- I don't think is around the electric light parade. Uh, Main Street Electrical Parade, rather. They have those pieces for sure. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I I don't know. I'm guessing just like you guys are, and, and we're speculating and trying to cover kind of what's happened the last few weeks in the uh, in the Disney the Disney bubble, as Matt likes to say. But uh, with that being said, that's all the news I have, guys. I am I encourage you guys to come over to the Patreon. We've talked a ton uh, lately about Genie and Genie Plus. We've talked a lot about things that we have changed our mind on, and things that we have not changed our mind on regarding our most recent visit to Disney. We have Uh, episodes recapping our trips at each park we did a universal trip i'm going back to disney and universal in november and disneyland in december that'll all be covered on the patreon so uh, appreciate all the listeners we have here all listeners we have that are also on the patreon platform and um with that said if you're okay with it matt i'm gonna go ahead and jump to the secret and trivia question of the week i can't wait because like i said i wasn't here last time so i don't i don't even know what the last one was All right, so we're going to start with the secret of the night. Did you know when you go to the stretching room at the Haunted Mansion at Disney World, stand under the girl with the small umbrella? That is the door that will open so you can get to be the first in line for the ride. Sometimes I actually follow Disney's rules and I go to the dead center of the room. But if I'm in a rush and just trying to knock out the Haunted Mansion, I for sure run by... The young lady, the portrait of the young lady with the umbrella.
1: And if you really go fast, you might actually be able to get all the way through the stretching room. If you really, if you really want to move,
0: not yeah, that, not that I think you, you can, do, Tom. No, depending on how fast you can go, maybe you can you can bypass it all. But anyway, trivia question from a couple weeks ago: What element from Frozen Ever After was reused with uh, from Maelstrom? The puffins in the final scene of Frozen Ever After. Take a closer look at the puffins. They are the same ones that were used in Maelstrom. Maelstrom actually has another not so hidden reference at the nearby uh, Royal Summer House. In the queue, you pass by. There are a few woven tapestries. One features the famous disappear disappear trolls seen on the old ride. So, in typical Disney fashion, you can see the old attraction in the new one. Frozen Ever After, Norway Pavilion. So that was last week's trivia. Love it. That's a great piece of trivia. What is this week's piece of trivia? That that seems so canned. That that's like that podcast, uh, crime junkies, where where it's just totally canned. Yeah, you know, Tom. Tom I'm actually
1: them. I'm actually looking at it now, and I can definitely see what you're talking about. Let yeah, me, let, that, that let, feels- let me let me pull it up. Oh my gosh, what a good trivia question! There's no way our guests will actually our listeners will get this one.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly it. So uh, trivia question of this week. I'm going to say it before I ask it. You can tweet us at WDW Podcast. You can email us at MendoWDW at gmail.com with your answers. Because I think a lot of you are going to know. Matt did not know this, but a lot of you guys will know this. There are refillable popcorn buckets you can buy. We have the Mickey Mouse Christmas tree one. There's a Star Wars theme one. There's a 50th anniversary one. Anyway, you buy these popcorn buckets. How much does it cost to refill the popcorn bucket?
1: I will give a hint. It is between $0 and the price of popcorn at Walt Disney World.
0: That's a great hint. I honestly can't even keep a straight face. Um, With that being said, again, you can tweet us at podcast. You can email us at MendoWDW at gmail.com with your answers. Cause like I said, you guys are definitely going to get this one. I'm, I'm over here looking for our, um, for our outro. Do you know it off the top of your head, Matt?
1: Um, what I can tell you is thank you guys for listening and give us the most valuable thing you have your time. We greatly appreciate putting this together for you guys. And we appreciate all our loyal listeners and folks interact with us So, as Tom said, you can find us on Twitter, and you can find us via email. We love talking to you guys. So, um, that's all we have for this week, and we hope to
0: see you again next week. That's even better than the original. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks.